We are prepared to hear the word of our Lord coming from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 21, verses 23 through 32. And... As often happens, Jesus is going about his business, preaching, teaching, discipling, and there are those who have questions, sometimes pesky questions, sometimes questions designed to trip him up. And in this particular passage, Jesus asks a question right back and trips them up even more. I probably shouldn't be so gleeful about that, but I'm human, Jesus isn't, but I am, and it's just kind of funny. So we'll hear about it all here. When he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say of human origin, we're afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. What do you think? A son had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will. But later, he he, uh, I will not. But later, he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I will go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the first. Jesus said to them, Truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. Here ends the lesson. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, in this day, as we hear your word, may we be not only hearers of your word, but doers of your will. May we be the ones who will say, I will go. And may we go. May we follow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Years and years ago, my grandmother came to visit us with a very special project in mind. When she was a little girl, she had been given a china doll, the kind with the bisque head and little bisque china hands. Beautiful, beautiful thing. But over the years, Sarah had become tattered. Her hair was messed up. One of her eyes was half closed. All of the clothes that she had worn were completely, completely fragile and uh, soiled and just, they needed, they needed help. Sarah needed a lot of help. So my grandmother, master, ma master seamstress that she was, came to our house for the weekend. And she and my mother, having made soup and casseroles, my, which grandma, of course, called hot dish, they, they, had, they had gotten all, all of their things in place. 
so that they didn't really have to stop and cook, just warm things up, and they spent the weekend remaking Sarah. And I got an education. Not only watching them do all of this beautiful handwork, but also watching my mother. Because my mother was the boss in my universe. When, when it was time for bath or bed, her voice was the one that said, it's time to go, and you went. And you sat at the table or got up from the table because she was there giving direction. And suddenly, I watched my mother become a daughter, become me, as, as my grandmother showed her all of these different things. Mom knew how to sew. I knew that. She'd been teaching me but not like grandma. Grandma had authority. Grandma had expertise far beyond what my mother had. And she, was, she usually so self-effacing, gave orders. And mom jumped and did exactly what she was asked to do. And it was evident that mom was just learning the whole time. She was student and daughter and under authority, and yet, I don't know how she did it, she would go from being the pupil and then turn her head and immediately be mom again. I don't know how she managed that. It was this intricate web of relationships, of having authority, being under authority, something that I didn't really understand until I was a mom, until I was a pastor, until I was an adult and realized that that is the intricate dance that we do, isn't it? At whatever age we are, that there are those who boss us, there are those we boss. And we have to know which relationship we are in, what voice we speak with, who we say yes to, and who we ask to go and to do. And it was those questions of authority. Who's the boss? Who ordered this? That caused the church authorities or the temple authorities to come to Jesus and say, all right, who's pulling the strings? What is going on here? And Jesus realized that though they'd been listening to him, they had not been hearing what he was saying. And so he asked that question back about John. He wanted to know if they understood the Spirit of God that had been coming into their world actually for generations, but had been given voice by John. By their answer, we don't know. Jesus knew. They didn't have a clue. They had been listening and just letting it go, just like this wind that's blowing past, goes right over the top, blows the dust away, but doesn't necessarily let us keep what's right in front of us. So Jesus told that parable about the two sons. And I must admit that those of us who have ever had authority given direction, we understand that sometimes people say, yes, I'll do that. And then weeks later, days later, it hasn't happened. Or, 
perhaps more wonderful, we get surprised. Somebody says, I don't know if I'm going to have time for that. And then a few days later, it pops up in the email or arrives in the post box. It's amazing. It's wonderful. It's a great surprise and it's a reminder that with authority, with this dance of who's in charge and who is giving and getting direction, there is always the power of choice, of free will. One son said, nope, can't do it, and then later changed his mind. We're allowed to do that. And another son, in great enthusiasm, said, yes, of course I'll do that, sir, and then put it right out of his mind. Never did. We've been both of those people. We have stood with the temple authorities. We have stood with the prostitutes and the drunkards and all of the ne'er-do-wells. It's life. Because above all, the one who has the greatest, the ultimate authority over us, God, by the power of Jesus Christ, fueled by the fire of the Holy Spirit, says, here are your choices. Take them. You can remake them and unmake them, but understand that it is you who pulls the strings. You who has the authority over yourself. It's an interesting concept because discipleship, we understand, is all about submission and allowing God to have control over our lives. But remember, we have to let go first. So it's interesting that we who think and overthink things may be behind those who come to God because there is no other choice that they realize that they're powerless over their addiction, that their lives have become absolutely untenable. And they let go. They say yes after so many years of saying no. And that is authority. That is taking hold of your life enough to be able to say, I don't want to grab hold of it anymore. Please, God, please be the boss of me. On this bright, beautiful morning, it's hard to think of a day when we would be in those kinds of straits. But I think all of us have had a brush of that, a time or two, a time when it felt like we were absolutely at capacity. Couldn't do a thing more. Couldn't cry another tear, couldn't scream another scream. And life was too big and too gnarly and jagged to take hold of. So we let go. We let God be God. We listened, we learned, we took hold of God's authority and let it guide our own. And in doing so, we found the strength in ourselves then to be able to tell our stories, to be able to turn to others and say, yes, God is the boss of me. 
which then gives me power to do what I need to do, to listen to God, to be the person that God made me to be. So who's the boss? Well, it is God. It is us. It is the dance, the eternal dance of the disciples of Christ, the children of God, looking to the one who can listen and love and teach always so that we may turn and listen and love and teach everyone else into this kingdom. Amen.